What's up, guys? Welcome to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor for this episode. It's Cabarrus Brewing Company, based out of Concord, North Carolina. Your beer from here. It's a great place. They have trivia every Wednesday night, if you like if you're a trivia fiend. Wink, wink. They have every third Thursday a comedy show. Wink, wink. But in all seriousness, it's a great brewery in uh, like the outskirts of Concord, North Carolina. They have like blondes. They have red amber ales. They have IPAs. They have double IPAs. They have everything you'll ever need if you're a craft beer fan. So go check them out, Concord, North Carolina, uh, CabarrasBrewing.com. Let's hit up the episode. All right, guys, now that we got that out of the way, welcome to episode two of the Tuesday Special Podcast. That's right, I said Tuesday Special Podcast. My name is Patrick. I am your host, and I have a pretty interesting interview today. It's with a guy that I've become best friends, if not like brothers, with over the past five years uh, because of the professional wrestling business. And his name is Brian Kanabroski. And Brian is the owner of PWX Wrestling, a company that I hold dear to my heart that I work for. Uh, that is a big, been a big part of my life for the last five years, six years. I worked for him for 10, I believe, r- roughly 10 years. Uh, Brian's been a part of, been a, the owner for the past five years. And the company under him has grown like incredibly over the past five years. And now is cemented his place in uh, North Carolina wrestling history and is probably, if not the biggest, one of the biggest wrestling, independent wrestling companies in the Carolinas. And uh, we they pride, but it's a lot of hard work. And I think this is the first time me and Brian have ever sat down and had a conversation, like just me and him. Uh, we've talked on other podcasts with other people, but this is a weird conversation with just me and him. Not really weird, but just interesting because I ask Brian questions that I've never really thought to ask him before uh, about how he got into wrestling. Uh, I knew the I kind of knew the story about how he got ownership of PWX and the events that took that went down at, that. Uh, took place to get there, but uh, we dive deep, and uh, I, I'd say if you if you work in professional wrestling, it's a good podcast to listen to. If you're a professional wrestling fan, it's a fun podcast to listen to. Um, but yeah, that's that's what this episode's about. I called Brian. I said, "Hey man, would you like to sit down and talk? And we can talk wrestling. We can talk life. We can talk whatever you want." And yeah, he said, "Cool." And yeah, so that's how this interview came about. And this is episode two of the Tuesday special podcast. Thank you guys for listening. It's going to be up on iTunes soon. And if you want to listen to it, just audio, it's at canepunch.com backslash Tuesday special. So check it out. This is my interview with Brian Kanabrowski. Thanks, B. Everything you said, they already knew, more or less. Well, here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. All right, so is this the first time we've publicly like had a conversation just me and you on just the two of us like the yeah. air, on the air for pretty, the public for the public yes so I not mean, not for people like ed's on <laughs> and no, other people have to deal with no us. ed no you know no kevin kelly listening to us argue. Yeah. you yeah um and the, some of the boys listen to us either argue or just go over stuff and yeah it's the first time just a a one-on-one in, in, in Patrick's crazy basement. In the basement. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Throwback to 1990s. 90s-ish. 
90s, feel like I walked 2000s. back into 93, 94. Yeah, is maybe, that about right? Maybe. But yeah, so we're in the basement. And for those of you who don't know, this is Brian Kandabrowski. He is the owner of Premier Wrestling Experience uh, that employs me in based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Been owner for what five years? Is it five, it's almost five. It's five years. August. It's five years. August was five years. It's, uh, or this month. Coming up uh, right around the twenty sixth, twenty seventh will be five years. Wow. I remember when we first talked, like the, for our first conversation on the phone. You were like, "Who the hell is this guy that yeah. don't know shit about wrestling?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is going to be a lot of wrestling talk in this, in this, and a lot of behind the scenes stuff because, uh, well, I mean, I guess we can be kind of egomaniacs here. Like me and Brian play a big part. And Brian plays the biggest part, but we play a big part in the success of PWX over the last couple of years. Yeah. I assume that's what everybody tells us. <laughs> just a little bit. A little yeah. Bit. So, so, no, no so we'll real, talk about. No real crazy egos, just a lot of. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work and long financial hours. Financial investment. And financial investment. Financial investment investing. on your part. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, but we'll, we'll, there's a lot to get to before we get to the PWX stage. Uh, when, tell me when. You became like a wrestling. Were you a wrestling fan growing up? Wrestling fan growing up. I think my younger brother Mike, uh, a little bit more of a fan than than I was. Um, you know, he had the old LJ, LJNs. Still has them probably. Nice. Um, I remember him playing with them and me playing and me. You know, you'd have your own matches and stuff like that. And how many times could you crack through the, that that old? Plastic. Blue, blue plastic. No, this was the white plastic one. Oh, the old school. I remember. I remember we're the... talking eighty to eighty-two. Okay, now, yeah, that was before I came around. So, so with the with the the big tall, um, is it? Yeah, not Galoob ones or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not the Hasbro's, like the big tall, crazy, yeah, nine inch, hard plastic, painted like crap. Yeah, wrestling. Those are those are LJN. You're right. You yeah, said. it was LJNs. Okay. That was before so, Hasbro, right? Before the Hasbros. Okay. That was, I think, their first run of figures. Gotcha. So um, my mom and dad, you know, we lived in upstate New York, so we'd have to drive to see any wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it was an hour drive, maybe 45 minutes, to um, Rochester War Memorial. Gotcha. Now, uh, so is that was that a bigger venue or smaller? Because just don't, I, I want to... I, I, I always like talking to people who grew up in the 80s and the 90s before it got real big of WWF touring because I want to see if it was like anything like NWA's old school touring. I want to say these were these were house shows. Okay, so but was it like high school building or like bigger Coliseum than high school, building? more like what we do at Cabarrus Arena. Okay, but I mean, to me, being so little. I want it's it's Every, I don't your think perspective it, is bigger. Everything's yes. so much bigger. So thinking back on it now to the buildings we run, mm-hmm. I bet you they were the same five thousand okay. to ten thousand square foot. Gotcha. But I wanna think it was, it was know, like, a five thousand yeah. seat arena. Yeah, gotcha. But uh no, I've i I think they've since torn that building down. Um but I mean it's an an old um probably bigger than bigger than an armory, but smaller than a big arena. Gotcha. Okay. So, when, let me, let me think of how I want to, so you, you and your brother were going to wrestling shows. Yep. Mom and dad taking us to wrestling shows, um, watching it all the time. Did that, did that fan, like fandom last through school? Absolutely not. No? No. I'll bet you, uh, 
because you're a little older than me. So whenever I hit high school, that's when like the Attitude Era started, and that's when it went crazy, and, and everybody was a fan because it was so insane. So there was like a lull for me probably from mid-'80s to somewhere even after college mm-hmm. to late-'90s. That's when I would, you know, I mean, I, I'm out of college around 97, 98, that's when I started maybe watching it again. Gotcha. You know, you got your, uh, when I moved down to North Carolina in 97, 98, that's when it's like, all right, what's going on on Monday night? Let's go ahead and, you know, that's when you, you your roommates, you're watching. Yeah, that's when it beer, gets crazy. Having fun, watching TNA and everything else in the Attitude Era. Yeah. I think oh, everybody yeah. became a fan in the attitude era. Oh yeah. It was Even because if they, they had, were a former fan. Because they had something for everyone. It's pop culture for everything. But yeah, so that that all transitions to I guess college. You just college. Past even past college. So I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to it in college at all. Really? So college out in the Midwest. That's hard because there's so much other stuff. I was busy stuff. going to the clubs. Yeah. And I was about to say, there's so much other stuff in college. You know, having too much time. fun and I mean I went to school. My background's criminal justice, so that's what I went to school for. So gotcha. computers okay. and criminal justice. So I'm a nerd. Yeah, you know, I'm with, right there with, with you. Some, with some cool uh, roommates in college, and then you get. I ended up coming down here to the Carolinas as a drugstore manager. Mm-hmm. So because there was nothing in my major at the time. Um, nowadays, I'd probably not be in the wrestling business, not be in the car business, and be retiring this year. Yeah. That's what's Don't up. worry, I'll never retire stayed, either. So. I would have stayed with it. I'm right there with you. But um, so I mean, there and then there's just a long gap to where, you know, probably 2000 to shoot 2010, 2011. I barely was watching it. Yeah. You know. Um, what got you back into it? A neighbor. Really? Yes. Uh, I want to hear this story. Give me the story. Uh, literally, his nickname is Jethro. Nice. So, but he's from Pennsylvania. We call Mr. Jethro. He's from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And he lives down in North Carolina? Yes. And his name's Jethro? No. His name's oh. Jeff, but we, we'd call him Jethro. Or I'd Jethro. call him Jethro, and then he'd, he'd call me Mr. Brian. Nice. So we're... Say we're on the same age or older? He's younger than me. Oh, probably, okay. I want to say, 10 years. Gotcha. So, um, but, so he was staying with his in-laws. Okay. So, who are my neighbors? So he he'd come over. We'd we'd start watching wrestling. He says, "Like man, I haven't watched wrestling forever." Mm-hmm. So he's the one who helped get me started watching wrestling. And this was around two thousand eleven, twelve, late eleven, early two thousand twelve. Okay. Um. So then, I'm listening. You know, wrestling podcasts started again. I'm starting to get back into it. Um. Started doing a couple of uh, wrestling podcasts after Monday Night Raw to talk about. No, we can't. We can't breeze over that. Okay. Because you were doing these when I first met you. Yes. And I'm and I'm a big proponent, as you can tell, in podcasts and yep. broadcasts, uh, like online radio. I guess you could say. Uh, I was on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. So started out with. Um, now how? Now who all was it? Was you? It was me. True God. True God. Um, there was a girl, wasn't there? There was a girl, Shannon, a couple other ones. So how'd you meet these people? Just talking online, man. Really? Yeah. You, When you're critical of the WWE product. Yeah. And this is that time when, you know, 
I'm a CM Punk mark, so you you really mm-hmm. want him to be pushed. You know, I think the biggest thing I pushed and the reason why Stone Cold Steve Austin still blocks me to this day is I really wanted at WrestleMania 30 to see Punk versus Austin. Austin. Yeah. I mean, they there was a, a storyline there that mm-hmm. they could have ran with that really would have made money. Yeah, I agree. So. The... Uh... So tell me, like, I'm always interested because I love people that do podcasts. Yeah. I love it. Like, finding out how do you, how, not everybody just knows, like, oh, I get a microphone, I hook up, record audio, I put it in the computer, and I send it to iTunes, and hopefully they'll get it on iTunes. Yeah. But a lot of people don't understand how somewhat easy that is, yet complex it is if you want it to be a good podcast. I wanted, I was on more of the production side to mm-hmm. where, you know, I would do, well, Blah Talk at the time was starting to take off. Yeah. Um, I remember when it started, like everybody used it because it was so easy because it. you could call in with your phone, yep. record it on your phone. You didn't have to have a it microphone, did, it did everything a USB for mic. You. Yeah. Um, or you could Skype in with mm-hmm. the microphone, which was a yeah. little better. And then you could literally set up and upload MP3s for sound effects. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was the first, might, might still be the only setup that has a call log. Like, they keep people in a log that are calling into your show. Yes. Okay. So it, it's just like a radio station. Yeah. So in college, I did a little work promoting with the radio mm-hmm. station. So for me, it was like, oh, this is interesting. Let me let me mess with this. So you get to the point of, um, you know, I'm like, all right, we've got sound effects on cue. We've got callers in cue. Mm-hmm. We can put someone on live or put them back on mute. That's all, I mean, that's all you need. everything together to run an actual radio mm-hmm. show. So, I mean, we started getting... A lot of talent, a lot of listens. You know, we were pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope um, to where, I mean, I was more production side and I'm the very analytical business guy. here. You know, I'd play the role of what's Triple H thinking, what is Vince thinking, and where does that take them in business? You were that douchebag that looked too much into it. Yes. Yeah, okay. I own WWE stock, so for me, I'm like, all right, where's their stock going to go on Tuesday morning? Yeah, yeah. So um, you hate the storylines, but their stocks keeps rising. Exactly. So that's what's happening so now, like 10 bucks which is I so weird it, about like, I understand why people dislike their product, but as long as their stock keeps rising and they're making a ton of money, they're not going to change it. It's people look at it and, and I think most people get fooled of, they look at it as a wrestling product. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an advertising. It's an advertisement platform. True. They're selling advertising. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. So, and they're drawing their ratings helps them generate more money for advertising dollars, which affects the bottom line. So So people don't understand. And we'll get into a lot of that analytical stuff. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, But, yeah, so so So, you got into it. It was wrestling heels, right? Yes. So it started out as actually wrestling heads. And then myself and True God and Shannon split off and Mm -hmm. did wrestling heels. Okay. Um, I mean, Bruno San Martino, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, I did a lot of interviews with people. There was a ton of interviews. I mean, we, if if we didn't have someone on every week, people were like nuts. And so it, I mean, there the was a working height. relationship with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, where they would send talent on before before big shows. Before big shows, um, when True God was, li- I mean, he would do live recordings there, and nice. then we would rebroadcast them the following the, week. So at the height of the wrestling heels. Yeah. How many people? How many people do you think? How many listeners? It was like, over. It was like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred live. Oh, oh, really? No, live nice. listeners. 
So because I remember, I remember listening to some of those shows. I, I was on it a few times. Yeah. You invited me yeah. on a few times when we fir- when you first started with PWX. But yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, the numbers were just great. And I think we have like two. Which just started. Yeah, us and high. Us <laughs> <laughs> or just the two of us. Yeah. No, there's probably three. Yeah, maybe, maybe three. Four. Hopefully, hopefully some PWX fans will watch this. But no, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. The uh, I loved like talking to people about how. I mean, you never really talked about that no, in the, in so the that was, like uh, five years that we've been super like close. Can, yeah, my first PWX show was. Uh, I just posted it with Matt. It was Hardy June, here. wasn't it? No, so that was one where I was a sponsor with Wrestling Heels. Okay, it was a neighborhood a neighborhood theater, right? It was the neighborhood theater um, an evil twist of fate? Yeah, with uh, Matt Hardy versus Kevin Steen versus Kevin Steen. I remember Rebby getting a package pile driver from Steen. I have so many. I have so many funny stories from that. That entire, so, like building up to that. Because first time I saw Corey Hollis live. Really, this is impressed. so. I was working with Jake Manning at Ring of Honor during that time. Okay. And we were we did a loop. That I want to say was. I don't know if it was. Uh, the Philly? night before they did they're the ri- night before they did Richmond? the no. night before they did um Norfolk before I went to that show the night before they were at the venue in North Charlotte at the fairgrounds and uh Carino, Rhett Titus okay yeah they all had a steel cage match there that wasn't that wasn't the night before that was like a month before was it okay yeah because that that's what I'm getting at is okay. uh we did a loop with the Ring of Honor, that uh, I think it was Baltimore, not Baltimore, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Norfolk, and then Charlotte. I'm trying to see if I can. Which find is so weird. But uh, but Ty was like, Patrick, I need you to film something for me at the show. Okay. So that uh, the Ring of Honor show, and that was one where it was Kevin Steen and Generico versus somebody in a steel cage match. Okay, so and uh, I did that when they came in for the Charlotte Loop. I think it was a month. That was the Charlotte. Okay. It was in Charlotte. It was the one you're talking about. The okay. ladder match. Yes, it was so crazy. Or not the ladder match. The uh, cage match. That was yes. so crazy. Briscoes, Rhett Titus, Carino, some, Steen, Steen, and uh, Generico, wasn't it? No, it was um, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, okay. Oh, it was when they were doing the evil. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so I'm standing in the back and I had already talked to Kevin and I was like, Kevin, we need to film this thing. Ty said he talked to you about it. Kevin's like, oh yeah, I know. So then I get a tap on my shoulder and it's Matt Hardy. Okay. He goes, Hey, are you Patrick? And I was like, yeah. He goes, okay, just film me and just film and follow me. So do you have it on there? September 8th, 2012. Yes. September 8th, 2012. My wife looks totally uncomfortable yeah. in that picture. She is overdressed for a wrestling show. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. I wonder, hold on. And I'll share these with you so you can share yeah. them in the stream. Hold on, go back. This, I don't know if that's me or not. That's Filming. Lowell, I think. Oh, okay. It might have been me and Lowell that filmed it. But, uh. But yeah, so we Yeah, I was right. It was Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. So we were after this Matt Hardy comes up, taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, uh, just follow turn the camera on, 
I'm cutting a promo. Just follow me. I was like, okay. When he came out to the so, ring? No, so he came, he comes out. This is after everything's break, everybody's breaking everything down. Okay. He comes out and I'm filming him, and then Sting comes out and they have a little confrontation. And then, and then he walk. then Matt walks out. Or no, Sting walks out. And then I cut it off, and he goes, thank you, and walks off. And I was nice. like, oh, is that, is that what I'm supposed to film? I don't know what I'm doing. Is that what I'm supposed to film? And, uh, yeah, and then that turned into that evil twist of fate thing. So it's ridiculous, dude. I remember there was so much blood in that match. Yeah, I had blood. It was on red. Me. I was yeah, it was red. So I was red literally sitting in the red. front corner by the entrance. Uh-huh. Blood on me, blood on her white blouse. Who wears a white blouse for a cage match? But hey, Claudia does. That's what he does. So, um, so then from there it turned into. You know, I picked up a flyer for PWX that night. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I guess I'll go check this out." Yeah, and that was the following month. Yes, that's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, I sat to give you an idea. Oh no, I actually fit in. This is a, another company was in the middle of this, so this is getting the, you know, like, yes. me getting interested in wrestling again. Yeah. So. So uh, so the Ring of Honor show is what like kind of poke the bear of you wanting to start going to independence independence yeah yeah so okay. that really that really kind of woke up the sleeping bear and hold on i'm trying so that was uh reed flair was, reed flair oh was that wxw or wwx or xww uh, gotcha yep september 21st 2012 so then you come to that show i did the production for that show just so we can run our parallel path. Okay. I was behind the soundboard doing all the production. Did I wrestle at that show? Um, no. In my Circo gear? Maybe. With the white mask and a six-man with Bird? Yes. And, okay. Yeah. Um, so, we do we do all this. This is, this is when, like, PWX starts building steam. Because the way it starts building steam is... Uh, if I'm... Like, the story that I heard... I don't... This is before I was ever a part, like, in the inner circle... Uh, I was just did like I did all the design stuff for him and did the video stuff. Uh, this is when I think I believe that's the shows that Seth Bowman, Bowman was a, that was his first time ever doing some stuff for him. I think so. And they had ES, I remember ESPN being there. Mm-hmm. Um, WFNZ they, was yeah. there. Oh yeah, dude. They um, had a lot of good. That's when that's when there was really not a lot of really good. Well, there's still not a lot of good like companies. Like independent wrestling companies in there's a few in North Carolina, but especially not in the Charlotte area. There's a few that were like backwoods kind of, but then PWX was like another level, and it was all because. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I'm sharing any secrets. If I am, I will. It's statute of limitations is over. I assume. Uh, Ty worked on the ring crew for Ring of Honor, so yes. he made friends with all these guys at Ring of Honor, and then would bring that would bring them in, or they'd come in after. I mean, you look at it like some of the old stuff. I remember. Uh, Cornette did a promo when uh, Steen defended the belt. Yeah, like Cornette uh, was, was on because right? that was when Cornette was really yeah. in in with Ring That's of Honor. He didn't hate us. Yeah, and the, not I still hate get us along. personally. But yeah, I, still, I still get along with Cornette. So. But uh, but yeah, and then let's see. So fast forward to you. You start from you start sponsoring shows through Wrestling Heels, which I remember when that all that that started, and it was so quick. So that was literally. June and July, yeah, sponsored and sponsored. We signed our partnership agreement. I think it was a few days before or a few days after mm-hmm. um, in the, the Independence something show declaration. Declaration of Independence. Of Independence yeah, 
at the lovely uh, Hispanic club there in Concord. El Patron. Oh, El Patron, yeah. That, that's With on no me. No damn air conditioning. That's on me. I'm the one that, oh, I'm the one that is tired of that guy. Um, so, it was cheap rent, though. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Once, yeah, once you draw, then you kept going up and yeah. Well, yeah. Well, once you went, yeah, once we did a show and it was successful, because that's where I ran the last couple of Evo shows. Gotcha. That's how we got that hook, which I'm... No air conditioning. Or yeah. you turn the air conditioning on at 4 o'clock for an 8 o'clock show. Just remember that I'm the guy that, like, yeah, got us in good with Cabarrus. Very, yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. That uh, saves me from that Yes, from that, that is your, mistake. your saving grace on yeah. El Patron. But, uh, so, and then... So then, uh, like then the trouble happened. Then the trouble happens in early August. This uh, was two thousand thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. God, um, I can't believe it's been that long ago. Then we won't get into all that stuff. But no, uh, but it, but Ty had to go. Ty had to go. Um, and uh, like, I guess we could share the story. I guess. Okay. Like Ty, Ty called two people he, before he left. Besides you. Okay. And it was me and Jake, right? Yes. Yep. And he asked us to take care of the company. He wouldn't tell yep. us what was going on. He just said, "Will you guys take care of the company?" And I remember, just like, was, I think I, I got told... some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Please help out this guy and make sure it works, because and just take care of the company. I think I've I've told this story before, but I told Ty like on the phone. I have no ill will towards Ty. I don't know if he has any ill will towards me. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, he you, re, you made your bed lay in it. That's right. the way I feel about it. And. Uh, he did a lot of good things for a lot of people, and and like he he's the one that started this ball rolling. So you can never take that away from no, him. No, absolutely not. Uh, but I told him I said, listen, when you ask me, like I I'm so I gave up my company to help PWX right become like be more successful. So if you tell me I need to take care of this company, and once I talk to Brian, like I'm going to do what I need to do, whether it's me out, you out, Brian needs to sell it, whatever. Right like to take care of the company because it's about the three letters not who owns it right and the opportunities that this this these three letters present correct and uh he's like no no no, that's fine and then like the first after me and you talked for the first time and we kind of went over it and then me and jake talked it was like the first thing that needs to happen is ty needs to be away from it first for the betterment not just for the betterment of the of the The picture the the picture the public persona of the company correct yeah because then by then people knew what had happened but uh yeah so what so i know like you guys done like tell me if i'm wrong you guys did the partner agreement then you bought him his side out correct and then we did a a non-compete yeah uh we don't have to get into logistics no but i mean it's it's literally just I look at everything from a business perspective, a very analytical perspective, and, and that's, that's how I treat it. And that's one of the reasons. That's how me and you both look at it. And that's one of the reasons that a, and once again, I'm jumping ahead. People don't understand our business philosophy when it comes to wrestling because we don't run the we don't run PWX like a, like an indie, indie wrestling company. Right. We run like a business, and some of our decisions or the way we go about things uh, are misinterpreted. By people that are straight independent wrestling, like business, like like solely based on your knowledge of independent wrestling and not in your knowledge of business. Correct. And I and I back and I'll back up any of those decisions because I think from a business standpoint, which is the way we always look at it when we have to talk about and and you have to make the ultimate decision about something that what's going to it's got to be what's for best this. for the business, not yeah. not what's best for independent wrestling. It's not what's best for me. Yeah, if it's not we, what's best yeah. for him. It's what's best for the brand and where yeah, we and, see it going and how we want to represent that brand. So, so what was your feeling when you were like 
sole proprietor of PWX. Like holy, I know, I know. Like you're, you're, holy crap, me and you man. are exactly the same. As when we get our minds stuck on something, we got to see it through. Yep. And when and once we get through it, we're like, what? Like what the hell? It was like, I mean, it was just. You know, the partnership agreement was literally witnessed and signed at a UPS store. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like little weird stuff like that. You know, uh, the guy notarizes everything. And then and then when I did the buyout, it was at a bank in Fayetteville, North Carolina. You know, so it was like all yeah. these little weird things that you're like, I'm like, holy crap. It's like, what have I done? All right. I got a full-time job. I'm working 65 hours a week. Yeah, no idea. Am I, supposed to? I was like. I get the gist of it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, but see, I've used a lot of stuff from the car business. Yeah. Of how a car business gets someone into the dealership mm-hmm. is it's once you get them there, like our our philosophy has always been once you get the all we got to do is get you there. Once our you product get, will sell itself once we get you in the door. Correct. Which is also like an independent band's pro- it's the like, same exact It's the same thing. concept as trying to build um, and build the Ritz-Carlton treatment when you're there. Yeah. So I mean, it's how I who are you now? Did you know? Because I I, like I'll be completely honest with you. You can be completely honest with me. You you didn't know jack crap about wrestling, like from a business side when you when we first started. No, no, not at all. I mean, I can tell you. (laughs) But you've always you've always been good. Yeah, you've always been good about. If I don't know, no understanding that you you don't know. And then if you if you ever, I've always been good, and and this pisses you off more than it makes you happy. Pushed you off in the time. In the time is I'm always been good. Like Brian, you're you're not knowledgeable on this yet. Like let me we're let us like tr- point, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the beginning, no, at, at the, the beginning, because me and Jake were like, kind of yeah, like, right. listen, let us take care of this. We'll yep. do that. Yep. So I mean, and it took me uh, two years. Two years. I think I, mean, I, feel, I feel like was bad. Well, I feel like late fifteen was bad. So you know, I well, mean, was, I, I almost barely didn't make it through the second anniversary. Which yeah, would be yeah, our yeah. first X sixteen. Oh yeah, that was that was that the was worst the business decision in the history of me owning yes, the company. Yes, I agree with that, and I was part of it, and I took and I took ownership over it too. I'm like, what the heck? The uh, yeah, we got we have we we have a lot to talk about. We might have to do another episode now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, fun, yeah. The uh, so you take over. Jake was booking, right? Or Jake. was Carino booking? At the time, uh, when I took over, no, Jake. Jake was, was. so we had yeah. Carino had finished. Jake Carino, was... I think, was finished in that steel cage match. I think it was the break point. Okay, so of well, a little before then, but at it's all about me. Yeah, was well, that blow like, off? Cage Ty, match. Ty was, would go back and forth. Like sometimes Jake would book it, sometimes Carino would book it, sometimes Ty would book it, sometimes he like we have a few people. So it was never that was that was one of the problems is it was never like consistent. Like like now, I feel like we have a consistent group that we built a solid group, and the storylines keep progressing on. Sometimes we recycle, sometimes we pass, sometimes, but we still have people know what to expect. When you change bookers, like here, there, and everywhere, you get it. It was it's like it's like oh, you were going this route this time, and then then yeah, and then then you turn zigzagging, zigzagging a lot. I mean, you figure we were on TV by the end of thirteen. Is that when we did TV? I think so, yeah. So maybe, or maybe it was mid fourteen. I want to say mid. I want to say like July. July fourteen. So I mean, literally, and, and a year we did later, fifty we were on... three weeks. Was it fifty? Was it a full year? No, I think it was uh, thirty eight. Thirty eight weeks. Thirty eight weeks. So almost. That was one of the roughest things that I, had, I ever agreed to. Nuts. Nuts. Ever. I mean, it was. 
I'm, I remember driving. Everybody. I remember driving. We were on uh, WCCB Fox. Wasn't it Fox Charlotte? It was Fox at the time. Now it's the CW, but WCCB okay. right there on Independence. I remember I had to drive every. When did it air? It was uh, Sunday. Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings at like three in the morning or something uh, like that. Five a.m. Five a.m. Sunday mornings. So they needed it by Thursday. Yes. So every Wednesday, I would have to drive to Independence Boulevard with my external hard drive and give it to, oh, what was his name? I want to say Matt for like, I can't remember his name. Super cool dudes. And I'd sit in there for like 40 minutes while that 28 gig file moved over, moved over and just talk with them and watch them make stuff. I did that for 30 probably 32 out of the 36 weeks. And then I was filling in the blanks in yeah. between. So nuts. Uh, and then we had that short time where we were in two markets. Uh-huh. So we so this was I after did, you after you left? No, I drove bit? I drove to Winston a few times to drop off. Uh, triad 20? Yes. I think Triad I went there 20. I went there once. So I think I think the debut episode I dropped off. Okay. And after that I could upload it. Yep. To their to like Aspera Connect or something right, like that, right? Um, but yeah, it was insane. TV too early. I'm gonna yes. put that out there now. TV was way yes. too early. Yes, not without the the right backing. And I think, I mean, twenty we were ambitious. That's the problem. Twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, man. I put I mean, so much money. Oh my god! I, like I wish I, I wish I could say five figures is probably six. I mean, if you include the cost of TV. I mean, just maybe crazy. like both of them combined. Yeah, like both your. Yeah, I would I say mean, it was, six. It was. It was no, no, no. Well, yeah. Then after March, like you're talking about fourteen and fifteen combined. Yeah, easy. yeah, it was easily easy over six figures. I mean, because some of those shows, the budgets were like, I had no idea. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, no idea, overpaying. Strictly, I would call myself a money mark in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. Yeah. Because I agree with literally, that. I was just just pay out, like you know, just, just trying to. Because that's well, that's you didn't know, and you didn't have no somebody idea. to protect you. No idea. Um, that's the thing. Think, that's the thing is you have to have done things. If if I would have done things different from what I'm doing now mm-hmm. and done it that early, holy cow! I, I would. I don't just know been, because. I don't, it's a it's a weird like business is a weird thing. I think wrestling the wrestling business is a really weird thing. But I feel like that we had those, that underground feel. I feel well. I feel like that sure. those those shows, even though it was such a harsh, so harsh on the budget and the the money. Yeah. Like those shows with with Kevin and uh, Generico and uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Crino and Eddie Edwards yep. and you know all those shows got like put us above everybody else because we were the only ones around here that because. Ring of Honor really wouldn't let their talent go out. That's when they first started not letting their talent go out. Right. And uh, because Ty was in good with Jeff and uh, Delirious and all of them and worked for yep. Ring of Honor, they would allow him to get anybody they wanted. Correct. Anybody they wanted for his show. So that kind of, like, in a way, it was completely against my philosophy with Evo and I own Evo of, like, I'm going to build my own stars. Right. That, and I think that's when, even though I wasn't part of a booking committee or had no influence at all in booking – I feel like whenever I closed Evo and then joined up with P- PWX, and I kind of kept pushing that thought process into Ty's Gotta mind. Build your own star. Like Gotta that's when that's when the transition started. Of like then you see the Cedric Alexanders and the Caleb Conleys and the Jake Mannings, and the and the uh, John Schuylers came in the like a little bit later. Yep. 
yep. and the Corey Hollis's and you know that's when like that, that's when all Drew and Drew Myers. You remember Drew Myers? Yes. Drew Myers. Yep. Like the you put I remember Ty put Drew Myers in a match at El Patron. You might have been there with Eddie Edwards. And Eddie Edwards beat the piss out of him and that made Drew Myers. Like that I was there for that. that match was, yeah, I was insane. There for that. The chops and the red marks. The chops and the and slaps the and the blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. But it, I yeah, I think it's weird. The only thing that I feel like that we've went through with PWX that we should have never went through was that was the first X sixteen. Oh, what a mess. I think the second X sixteen made up for it. That was a small car. A small family sedan of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I compare it to. Yes. Um they're like, Well, what's the price of a small family sedan in twenty fifteen? Do yeah. the math. That's literally That's how that's bad how much it cost was. us. I mean, the first year, I should say. I mean, it was just, oh, right. Real time, a great show. I mean, great it was a show, great lineup. Show. I mean, I'm going to take a lot of blame on, but it was just learning to do something that big. Yeah. I was still in the learning process of my, what I call my rest. And that's on, and that's on me because so, that's how our relationship works is that I've, oh, I've been doing this was, for a long time and I feel like I'm knowledgeable about it. I'm, I, and if I'm not knowledgeable, I will reach out to like Kevin or somebody else who's more knowledgeable than me about it. Right. It's way more knowledgeable and then get their perspective and then share it with you or you have, you reached out to them. But yeah, that's something that, cause I've, I had always, I had always done an eight man tournament. It was only one night. Never done a two night tournament. Never like I, I was, and that Nuts. and that was all sold on Bola and PWG. And then when we, if I did an eight man tournament with a small company like Evo, right, we couldn't at PWX we couldn't come in with the eight man tournament, one night tournament. Like we're talking about Correct. doing an eight man, like eighteen. Like, oh do, no, got to do sixteen. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like this right. this this company is so much bigger than mine ever was. Right. So if I we're gonna we do this, we have eight, to. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, but I mean, you gotta look at we had. Tommaso, yep. Ricochet, yep. Tessa, Cedric, yep, yep. Um, Moose, Moose. Was Shane Strickland in it? Yep. The first one. Yep. Strickland, Donst. God, everybody. David Starr. That was David Starr's first time with us. Uh. And then all of our other, all of our main people. It was insane. That's Moose and Ricochet in the first round, was it not? Yeah, I think so. I need like, to go, we need to go back and like, watch. How that. do you overbook something? Just watch, really watch, watch the first, first X16. Exactly. Great, um, but it was great. And Ethan, like Ethan, winning was awesome. Yep. That helped build him. Yep. But yeah, just, I mean, just crazy overbooked. When you look at, let me see how far we're about. 35 minutes in. We okay. got about 15 more minutes. So when you look at PWX when you st- when we started and then we look now. Yep. Like what's the most amazing piece of it to you? For me it's I'll give you some stupid ego stuff. Okay. Okay. Um helping out with WrestleCon this year for all of us. Oh yeah. Well, that's that was your first time. It was, but it was my first this time. It's my like seventh out. time. Okay. <laughs> That was big. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Eric Thompson. Man, you can snore like a champ, brother. Yeah. Because, Lord. <laughs> I so, heard and I saw. Um, but, uh, I mean, just going down there, being a part of that, watching 
something that's bigger than what I would consider, like when you know working on the the super shows, mm -hmm. you know, and WrestleCon and all the live events and helping with that. Oh yeah, it's insane. And well, the nice part was getting asked to help with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, to where I was thinking, you know, me and Claudia were working the information booth. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, man. He goes, I need you on live events. Yeah. He said, if Patrick's upstairs, I need you downstairs. How yeah. can we make, make this to work? And I was like, okay. When's the first show? Two hours. Thanks for the notice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's like Russell But the Con... favorite part of that weekend, the favorite part of that weekend, and for the... Uh, was sitting in the airport Monday morning at 5 a.m. Oh, yeah. And some random dude coming up going, hey, aren't you Brian from PWX? Nice. Mind if I get your autograph? I was like, what do you mean my I don't ever. I don't ever sign up. Like, were, you so, not, like, were you not I was just totally thrown off. I yeah. was like, wait, what? That's um, funny. And Claudia there to witness it. Oh, yeah. Because she was like, what the, you know, just that what the hell look. Mm. I was like, I don't know. That's what I love about what I do is that I'm in the background. Like, I just, I'm behind the curtain. Trying to like get. making sure the production's on point. Trying to get this company on known on that national, yeah. international level, though. Yeah. That's the thing, because everybody that's little, knows. That's the little wins. Yes, everybody knows me in a ring. I can't talk on a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> can't. It's you can just, do it in a basement, though. In You're a basement. You're doing pretty good. Yes, just where I'm comfortable, you. relaxed. Uh, I'm getting more relaxed on the microphone, I think, yeah. show by well, show. It just and, takes time. I, but, I used to be horrible. I'm still not very good. I can just I just know what I need to say, and I'm comfortable enough to say it, especially with our crowd, because our crowd's like talking to just friends. a big group just of friends, friends like yeah, 500 so. friends. I think that's that's the other part of this is me personally is just, you know, getting a little bit of the recognition. Mm -hmm. Not What's well, the friendship that you make? That's where I was going with this. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, I jumped in front of you. Yeah, just the family that, yeah. I mean, people who care about this company and the time that they have there, mm -hmm. I think is the most important thing oh, yeah. that I benefit, that I personally have benefited mm -hmm. from, and people who work for us That's what feel even when they leave. So, like, you know, um, the relationship I have with Cedric and Ariel, yeah, the relationship you have with Cedric and Ariel, mm -hmm. you know, and still talking to them, or like, um, if I need to text somebody that's in the performance center, they're going to actually yeah, text message me back, you, back. you mm -hmm. know? So it's like, because you, you, we look at each other like family, and, and the goal, I think, a lot of people think, for us-wise, the goal is just, oh, just let them keep getting bigger, get bigger, bigger, bigger. But I think the goal at the end of the day is our guys to... Oh, but Go it's, bigger, bigger, it's bigger. To, you know, so like, to, for me, it's always been. I always share a story. Uh, there was a, there was a fan at uh, at the last Evo show that I ever did, and this is the most touching thing in professional wrestling I've ever witnessed in my entire life. And it was over with, and legit. I whenever I closed Evo, I knew I was going to do production and stuff first. Ty, that was yeah. the agreement. But I didn't want to be stuck in professional wrestling anymore. I was so burnt out. I was so just dead about it. And, like, I did my thing. I, I created what I wanted to create. I got some notor national notoriety. I did what I did. I helped some of these guys out. I made friends. It's cool. And this guy came up to me after the show, and he's like, Patrick, uh, I just can't say, can I talk to you real quick? Had no, I have no idea who this guy was. I mean, I might have seen him at shows, but I'm so right. in the zone that I don't pay attention to people that are at shows. No offense to anybody there. But he goes, uh, I just want to let you know that my 
wife works a full-time job. I had to quit my job to take care of our son and daughter or something. It was, I think it was our son and daughter. And, uh, I was going through a real depressed time cause I wasn't working right. and my wife was paying the bills. And just from a man's standpoint, that's, that that can hurt your ego right. a little bit. He said, and I found pro, pro wrestling Evo and I have come to your shows every month since I found it. And this has given me the outlet that I need to get, get away from that depression. And I look forward to coming every month. So thank you for what you did. And I was like, dude, like when, when you, you can't like, and that's you, what, when you people, can't put a price on that. dude. Yeah. Well, it's and, like and when the people, amount of, when the amount of lives that the company's affected mm -hmm. in a very positive exactly. way. Well put. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, you, I mean, it's the outlet for so many people. Yeah. And, and for me, myself personally, it's, it's, that's the part that I think I enjoy the most is, yeah. you know, when you hear just the stories of, of that, or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that suffer from depression that look forward to our events every month. Yeah. Because for them, it's that well, touching base with their wrestling family. Well, it's not just you know? that. It's like if people, people always question, like whenever we meet people, and this sounds very egotistical, and I don't mean it to sound egotistical. I got something in my eye. I'm really crying. Not really. But uh, the people will be like, well, what do you guys do to be successful? Like, what do you guys do? This and that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like two, two things I always tell them. Like one, it's me and Brian have the same work ethic. Like me and Brian don't stop. And I hate that about me, but I love it about me. It's like we're addicted to working or we have this goal that we were looking to reach and nothing will stop us until we get that's 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 a big reason for the success it's, that it's we've a had. Good, it's a good and it's a bad. Yeah. It's yeah, it affects double edged sword. Yeah. For me why for me personal life wise, it affects everything. Yeah. You know, because I'm taking time away from my family to help out the bigger family mm -hmm. yeah. in PWX, you know, and and then and that's a little, just a little part of it. And then in the in the same respect, it's like this is what you have to do to, to you make have it. to because I mean, if if you want to hustle and succeed, you have to work your butt off every. Yeah, it's not moment. easy. It's never going to. I mean, be there's easy. times where people are like, well, how much do you work and 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 how busy are you? And I'm like, I sleep from one to six a.m. Yeah. Me? That's when I sleep. That's, five hours a night. That's and, it. And, and I'm literally, if I'm up, I'm either, I'm working a full-time job mm -hmm. where I have the ability to think and about PWX yeah. and when I'm not dealing with a customer. Yeah. You know, I have that ability to deal with other stuff at the same time. You know, I've set myself up to remotely do everything. I've yeah. got you helping yeah. me. Um, and like I just, We talk at least six times a day. At least it's probably more than that. Yeah, but. that I mean, that's putting that's on the light side. Yes. So, but it's one of those where you're like, no, this has to happen. This I need this done, and yeah. like I'm putting like, demands yeah. on you, and I'm like, and I'm, and then in the same respect, it's I'm working on all the other outlets yeah. that well, I like can. The TV, the TV appearances, the the radio, uh, yes, radio this'll, spots. This will air the, when? Probably Tuesday. This Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. It's Tuesday on this podcast. Okay. It's Tuesday. All right, it's Tuesday. So <laughs> since it's Tuesday, so like Thursday, I've got to be at the news station at mm -hmm. like 6 or 7 in the morning, yeah. you know, to record some stuff. And I'm like, don't know where I'm going, just got yeah. kind of the generic just, email. So, But that was one where he reached out to me to talk yeah. about the business side of 
being a small business owner. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, it's just PWX. Yeah. You know? But then since we run it as a business. Yeah. It is, and it's success, it, is, it is a successful business. I mean, if but you would have told me when I bought the company, we had 425 Facebook likes and we're over 20K now. Yeah. Five years later, I'm like, dang, you know? But it's, yeah. And that's, if, if we have, if you have any advice for like, uh, four other independent wrestling uh, promoters, what would your advice be? I'm going to tell you what was told to me. Okay. Okay. You gonna tell us who told you, or are you just gonna keep it? Yeah, I'll tell you. Christopher Jackson, cue ball, Carmichael. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, I was in his somehow got put into his group or was friends yeah. with him or something. Um, number one, don't ever show up to the venue without pay in hand. Don't ever rely oh, on yeah, the door. That's cardinal rule. Cardinal rule number one. Okay. Now, cardinal rule number two was he gave me a specific number. If you're drawing 500 times 10, that's what you need to show up with. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Now. 500 times 10? Yes, five grand. Show up with five oh, okay. grand. Gotcha. Okay. So if you're just drawing for 300, you show up with three grand. Mm-hmm. So because, that's how, but that's how you should budget your shows. That's yes. what you're saying. Okay. Budget your shows, and, and that's how you got to figure out, you know, what all fits into that niche. Yeah. Okay. That's how you. That's how rule you. Rule number. Don't lose money. That, correct. Rule number two, because of this rule number three. one. Oh, okay. Okay. Rule number one is always never rely on the door. Yeah. Rule number two is always treat your customers like family. Like family. Yeah. I've heard you say that one before. Okay. And you do. That's ru- that's rule number. That was. Two. That, I think. I think that was the first reputation you built. Is how. How well you treat customers. I. That and flagging Facebook posts. <laughs> for the record really? it's not us no no we have a company that does it yes and then like we've we took some flag we, we, take, we take take taken some flag for, for that but so there's I a mean, company that does George it south is literally training in the in he hall yeah and still has me blocked on facebook yeah. but it's, it's but, but to, it doesn't know how to unblock yeah, me you to yeah to set the record straight there's a company that does it for us yes and then we have to say no this is okay and then they take then they take it away right. but the problem is that sometimes that gets caught in that in that purgatory of us taking it away and then you get that happen yes leave george alone Brian. i, I love george <laughs> south i do too uh but yeah so yeah you got anything we got what well, we got show a show this Sunday, absolutely. Tiberius um, Arena, land of opportunity is the land of opportunity, which is a perfect title for that show. You got the opportunity opportunity knock ladder match yeah. where we have a mystery person. We can't we're not going to give it away. You have to buy a ticket to figure out who that sixth person is going to be. This in that match we've named five. Yeah. Uh, we got Ethan Case in a dream match. And this is uh, this is in some ways rewarding Ethan for the time and effort and just the and hard work, the hard work he's put in for PWX. So if you ask yourself, like, why is Scorpio Sky? Scorpio number one, Scorpio Sky is an amazing wrestler, and I and I've always wanted to see him live. And I met him in Dallas, Orlando, at WrestleCon in Orlando, and talked to him a little I bit. Met him but Ethan was the one, one. Yeah, Ethan was the one that kind of asked for that a while back i mean and everybody anybody that's ever known ethan or talked to him or asked him like jeremy put it uh 
in an article like two years, two or three years ago about whose dream match was, and it was Scorpio. And uh, we're happy we could, we were able to work that out. But, uh, but yeah, and that's, that's, I mean, you get to witness somebody that you're a huge fan of live out a dream. Like that's not, that's not a marketing ploy. That's not something we just made up and told Ethan to go with it. This is legit. I asked Ethan, or I should say, we asked Ethan, who, who would you like to wrestle to do? Who, well, who would you like to defend your world title against? Like, what would be your dream world title match? And without hesitation, he said Scorpio first, Sky. First person, Scorpio Sky. And so, we, and so I got his number, and we reached out to him. And this Sunday, it goes down. And there's so much more. I mean, we and have. You've got the. Uh, I mean, partnering with the Crockett's. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't even. I mean, we barely even scratched the surface of. The ball know, field the, show. The ball field show and the growth of where the company's been. Yeah. You know, and and now it's at the point where you know people are calling us and saying, "Hey, can you help out my charity? Here's what we want to do." Yeah. What do you think PWX can do, and then, and kind of go in that route? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing, an interesting world, growth. and the growth is insane. Because if, even if I challenge everyone that if you have the High Spots Network, uh, nine ninety nine, or better yet, if you want to go to, to uh, pwxpro.pivotshare.com, just click on it. Pwxpro.com. Just pay. Click just on pay. On yeah, that that's got all of our yeah all of our uh, titles from the day we started till the last show. Uh, the two close for comfort, which is was crazy, and uh, yeah, so you can. I, I just challenge anybody to go, you know, either one of those platforms, uh, just support local independent wrestling, and watch a show from 2013, like watch Declaration of Independence from 2013. And look and just take in how much this company has grown since. With the then. tarp in the back. With the tarp in the background. With the tarp in the background. It was brutal, but yeah. But you got anything else before we get out of here? No, just uh, just want to thank anybody who watches. Thank you, and to, if you're if you're new to PWX, just check us out. If you're in the Carolinas, come say hello, introduce yourself, come to a show, um, and thanks everybody who's been continually supporting yes. us awesome. uh, for a long time. For allow us to now. do yeah, allow us to do what we love to do. Absolutely. Thank you, bud. Right. Pleasure, man. Thank you. Tuesday special podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a like on this video and um and comment down below. Oh yeah, bang! Oh yeah, bang! <laughs>